good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is real estate marketing dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, we're going to be talking about some lead generation today. The last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about branding and all of that fun stuff, but you don't generate leads today without the branding aspect of it, at least in my opinion. But we're going to go find out about that because we're joined with um, two conversion dudes. These guys are good at generating leads. They know sort of the in and out of sort of how that works. More importantly, what the fuck makes a consumer pick up the phone and opt in or call you. I believe that this lead generation game has gone a lot more personable than professional, but that's what we're going to talk to these guys about today and see what's sort of happening. And we're going to keep the conversation focused on Facebook. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and we got a double duel today. All right. We got a double duo. The first guest is Shane Hillier. Did I say that correct? You sure did. All yeah, right. absolutely. Thanks so much, Mike, for having us. Yeah. Yeah. And then Matt Kramer, his partner. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys introduce yourself to our uh, audience and say hello, get a little bit about whom you are, and then let's get right into it. Great. Well, uh, really quickly here is Shane Hillier. Again, Mike, thanks for having us on the show. My background is uh, pretty much technology. I mean, I've worked in technology my entire life, done everything from sales, business management, software development. And uh, four years ago, I got into this crazy industry of selling uh, lead generation to real estate agents. And I've uh, been doing that ever since. And it's, uh, it's been quite the wild ride. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It's probably been quite the headache too, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not that bad. it's not that bad. I love real estate. You know, the, re- the reality is you got to love what you're doing, right? You know, it's an industry that I really enjoy. Uh, my wife's licensed. And so, uh, you know, uh, it just makes sense uh, to, to keep doing this. Amen to that. How about you, Matt? Yeah. So my name is Matt Kramer. I have uh, been in real estate for like eight years now, I think. I'm a licensed agent, uh, but I've been out of production for, what is that? Three to five, somewhere in that range. Basically, I started out as a real estate agent, you know, doing this sort of thing for myself, working the expires for sale by owners, kind of starting to understand lead generation, and then uh, moved into this area. Next thing I know, my wife and I are moving across the state and I've got to start my real estate business all over again. Rather than doing that, I ended up joining one of the mega teams over there. and ended up shortly after joining becoming their director of lead generation because you know that's what a lot of agents don't know how to do is the lead generation so they needed somebody with that background that was me at the time and so I did that for 2 years before meeting up with Shane and deciding to uh, go out on our own so Shane and just so you guys understand Shane's more of a marketer in general like he'll understand this from the top level regardless of the business and then Matt's more of the real estate side. Yep. And I'm going to tell you guys why this is important is because we see this every single fucking day. People are like, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and run your ads." Well, the reason why we don't create video content for the car industry is because we don't know how the car industry scripts. Right? So you guys have to realize that when you're working with different folks or or whatnot, just because someone knows how to run Facebook ads does not know they how to know know how to run Facebook ads for real estate per se, right? Just like I wouldn't know how to create video content. I mean, I probably could, but to be honest with you, our strength is in real estate market because that's what we know. So the riches are in the niches, and you have to understand it. it why that's important, you guys, is because no one can write copy or ads for someone for something they don't know nothing about because they're going to resonate and fall in deaf ears. That's the truth. So with these ads, it's important that you know that you have somebody that understands uh, the process and sort of all on how that all works. 
So let's get into it, guys. I got a question because personally, I don't like Facebook ads anymore because of the special ads category. Even my pages, I'm not trying to sell real estate just because my page is called Real Estate Marketing Dude. I mm-hmm. get denied on everything. And yeah. Uh, the only ads I could get pro- approved are custom audiences. And so I'm really using Facebook and IG today to mm-hmm. remarket and retarget website visitors, consumption, engagement, and so on. But I do remember when I first started, when Likely to Move was around and nobody else was doing Facebook ads. Like, that was the holy grail. That was great days, right? Yep. So one is, what's changed? Because the majority of the industry would say, Facebook ads don't fucking work anymore. I'm done doing them. And people are, to be honest with you, are just frustrated by them. So yeah. let's walk through what happened back then to what happened today, because they're still working, but you just need to know more on how to make them work. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. I mean, the biggest thing is that it used to be where Facebook basically gave you your audience, right? They knew exactly who you were trying to reach and they just handed it to you with likely to move. You know, you could use household incomes, different things to target. And uh, all of that changed with special ads categories, right? So you had to be a little bit more savvy with things. And also you couldn't be as sloppy as you could before, right? CRM has to be dialed in. Your follow-up has to be dialed in. Like it's not just generating the lead it takes a lot more to convert a lead than just generating it. And so even with the special ads category in place, which we'll we'll have to talk later about that because I've got an idea to get your ads (laughs) reapproved. But even with the special ads category, you know, a lot of what we're doing is so local, it doesn't take a lot of targeting. And as you build the audience up and you're showing the local people what you're trying to show them, you can build those special interest categories or those special... What are they? Special lookalikes, basically that you can use for custom audiences. So there's still a lot of things that you can do. Just kind of the really bare, easy stuff is gone, if that makes sense. So the targeting... And for all you guys that understand this this talk, you used to be able to target people who'd fucking need your services, period. Like it pop up right in front of them. Today, you can't do that because for whatever fucking reason, it's racist or it's wrong or for some reason, <laughs> right? There's all these dumb rules that Facebook has to apply by now. Who knows what the what the right answer is? So that means you have to cast a wider net. Yeah. In other words, right? That so what we're saying is, and this is how when I first started Facebook ads, you know how I used to run them. And I, I I'm thinking this is the route you guys are headed, but we had to create content. Yeah. Like I would create a lot of content about real estate and I would ship it. Back then I would just target the people who are likely to move. But you know, this is like the play action pass. You have to create content to get people to raise their hands and identify who those leads are and then retarget those people because they're probably the ones who are most interested in your shit. Is that first statement? Yeah. Yep. So let's exactly. walk through that. Let's let's decipher that because uh, you're saying that um, special ads category has definitely thrown a wrench into the equation, but mm-hmm. is it really, what's the answer? There's a lot of answers. And again, big piece of it is having a follow-up system in the first place because you are casting a wider net. So you know, there's a couple different ways to go about it. If you're trying to go out and let's say you're a brand new agent, and I'm going to say, go as wide as you can, right? Because you need more leads to start working, talk to more people, have more conversations, get better on the phone. There's a lot of room for improvement all throughout the funnel as you're getting started. You know, If you're a team who's got a big budget and you're really just trying to bring in a few solid leads each month, then yeah, it's going to be content, right? Putting out a bunch of videos and retargeting the people that pay attention to those videos. If you've got a six-minute video about how to sell your home for the most money or the type of repairs that make the best bang for your buck, and people are watching 95% of that video, they're probably a little bit more likely to be interested in selling their home than just somebody who says, you know, free home evaluations, sign up here. 
Yeah, and I think something else too that that you know a lot of us sort of forget that we need to work on is is the offers. Right. I mean, it's, you know, we, we, we tend to put really crappy offers, <laughs> you know, and, and we need to, you know, the, the marketers that are working this or even the real estate agents that are trying to get generate leads. I mean, you know, really dialing in the copy and the offer that you're putting out there in front of people is really, really important. There are some offers that work better than others and then constantly testing that. I think one of the biggest challenges that, that we ran into when they went to the special ads category was, you know, the 50 mile radius. That was a big, big one, especially because we're doing a lot of, you know, we're doing a lot of listing ads, we're doing a lot of open house ads, things like that. When you're starting to cast that really wide net, you're starting to get leads from all over the place, right? Different states sometimes, like especially if you're, you know, you've got uh, like cities that are near another state, then you're you're bringing leads from the, like. And so what what I think needs to happen there is, that, like Matt said, on the follow up side, really having that follow up dialed in. Where you're either, you know, you're you're trying to remove some of those leads from your database by either communicating with them through automated text messages or automated emails and things like that, and try to qualify them a little bit better. Um, that's really really important. But I really think that the special ads category, what it's forced us to do is number one, put more content out, but also put better content out, right? And also leverage some of the other technologies that Facebook has, which is the remarketing retargeting. That's really really important now. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's go through the offers because uh, that is always a thing. Like, what the hell do you guys advertise? Like, that's the number one thing agents do. And he said something really key, guys. Like, basically, if you don't have any type of follow-up system, CRM, autoresponder, with text, with video, and probably with voice drops, I'm guessing, is this worth doing? <laughs> yeah, that's always the question, right? Because like, if we go through NAR statistics and look at how many people are moving each year based on the U.S. population, you know, I've done this and, and each time I come up with some number around, you know, three to four and a half percent of people are going to move every year, right? And that's not people moving into apartments, that's people who have a home to sell. And so if you're looking at those numbers, and then you get somebody who goes out and gets a 1000 Facebook leads, and they can't close a single thing. It's like, okay, so if we know that's the statistic, we have people reaching out to find out about a list of homes or a single listing, like chances are, they're going to be a little bit more likely than just the general populace. Right. And so if you're not closing, it's not necessarily the Facebook ads at that point. And that's like you said, you have to have that follow up, you have to have the CRM. There's more of a system required at this point. You know, a lot of people today are not picking up the phone on the first ring. Yeah. They're not going to answer on that first call. They might not reply to your text message right away. You might actually have to work for it and follow up. Yeah, but real estate agents want things right now. That's why they buy Zillow leads. Like no one <laughs> understands. Like when you met your significant other, dude, you didn't take her to bed on the first night. And if you did, she's probably not your significant other. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is that you have to like date these leads the same way you dated your significant other to get her to put the damn ring around your finger, whatever the hell you want, wherever you're at in your life. So like getting the lead is like almost like getting the number, right? At a mm -hmm. bar. All right. I got the number. Great. Well, if you yeah. never call her, what the hell's the point? Right. Or like she never responds or things. So it's, you know, like you mentioned something with uh, content. How important has content creation become for the ads? A lot more important. A lot more because Facebook's actually using the content that you put out on your page, part of what it dictates for user experience. And if your user is not having a great experience, you're going to have to pay more on the CPMs, which means your leads are actually going to cost more simply because you're not putting out any content. I mean, it's really, really become a lot about the user experience. Facebook 
doesn't want people you know, leaving their platform and then just being sick of Facebook because all they see are these ads that they're not relevant and they don't help them. Like they want to make sure that if somebody's clicking your ad, they're getting what they're going there for and they're getting the help that they're looking for. Yep. Well, I think the other thing too is the content, you know, allows you to remind people what you do, right? And so one of the really important parts about all this is the nurturing side of, of those leads. You're pumping leads into a CRM system that may essentially building up your pipeline and this database that eventually becomes a really valuable asset, right? I mean, if you think about this and you're generating two to 300 leads per month and you're doing this over the course of two to three years, you've got a database with potentially five, six, seven, eight thousand leads in that. One of the biggest problems we see is that nobody interacts with their databases. They're not touching that database. And the number one thing you should be doing is putting more offers in front of those people constantly. And one of the best emails that converts that we see is automatic listing notifications. Like these things convert, right? All of a sudden, somebody's now ready, they're in market and they're ready to buy a home. They get that email from you every single week or every month or whatever it is. And uh, they see a nice home that pops up in their email and they open it up and then they call you up. It's one of the best ways to convert some of these leads. And we're constantly firing like new offers in front of these people, whether it's through text messages or through emails, or you've got to nurture these databases. Interesting. I guess you're, you're right. And I, like, I just moved and I still get like Zillow's notifications and I still pick, I open up all of them. Yeah. I just want to see what, what, um, I didn't think about that. I want to see like what, if I got ripped off or not, and as I see what everyone else is going for, even though I'm not in the market to move anymore. But when I was, I was, I was, I would open up every single one of those emails. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the subject lines on those new listing alerts? On the newness, well, it depends. I think I, some of them you can't modify for the, the listing alerts. Sometimes they're canned, right? But like, you know, with, with the ones that we do for clients or whatever, when, when we're working with clients and suggesting different, like just make them pop, make somebody open it up, right? I just had one, the open rate was really, really good on it. And the the subject line was bad news. <laughs> like, you know, just, I, I saw it from somebody else and it's like, wow, that actually, I actually clicked on that one just because of the subject line. I'm going to use this. And yeah. basically the email was about, you know, bad news. You might miss out on this new listing. <laughs> that was, you know, that was it. Um, and the open rate ended up being really good. So, you know, I think it's just a matter of, you know, trying different things and, and watching your stats and watching the open rates and seeing what works. But, but I think it's more than that. It's about being consistent, you know, and making yes. sure you're constantly putting more offers in front of that, you know, those leads in that database. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, consistency in anything, you guys, like we talk about this every day with our whole things, not lead gen, more on personal branding and attraction, but it's the same thing. If you're not consistent with it, it's not going to work. Um, you said something else like people, you're right. People don't know when they're going to go out and buy a house. It sort of just happens. And there's usually a pain point that gets them to take action and get off their ass and actually do it. Cause mm -hmm. a lot of people are in the market, relatively speaking, like on a somewhat basis for four to six months before they actually take action on anything. Like they start viewing things online. So that's my next question is how long, because I see the nurturing for the Facebook leads is not overnight. It's rare. Um, right. It's more of a long-term type game. So I think yeah, but that's not what you hear about. <laughs> you only hear about the agent who spent $20 and got a deal out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's like, and it's not like, like people I think are so part of the real estate industry's issues. Like right when the lead gen portal started selling their leads, we all got spoiled back in the day. It's like when you, when Zillow and realtor.com and all like, oh, cause it was instant gratification and we no longer had to earn that business. Now today it's the same thing. People want like expect to have overnight success and you know, like, I just started working out again after COVID. I probably gained like 15 pounds. 
And I got a 45 day track that I'm going to hit and I'm going to work out every fucking day for 45 minutes until I get back into the shape I want. If I take a second off or I take a day off, I screw up my part of my plan, right? Well, yeah. you guys, it's no differently, whether you're branding, whether you're advertising, whatever it is, everything done consistently always works. It's when you do shit sporadically that nothing happens. So yeah. what are you guys seeing on the touches in all of this? Like, I'm sure you guys have some crazy stats that you're seeing consumers making, but on average, if you were, is there a number, if you were to, uh, from first contact, what is the average between someone actually gets in the car and starts viewing homes and all that? I guess it's a tough one. You know, I mean, I, 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 there are a lot of different variables, right? I mean, you know, part of it is the agents, part of it is the market, part of it is the offers. We've worked with a lot of agents that have, you know, they're really good at referrals and all of a sudden you give them a bunch of cold leads. They have no idea what to do with them. Yeah. Right. So they don't have the scripts. They, they don't know how to talk to leads on the phone. So th there's a lot of different variables and it's really hard to pinpoint a specific number in terms of like how many calls, how many emails, how many text messages do I need to send in order to get somebody in my car? Right. That said, like I've worked with clients that have, you know, we run an ad, we spend $200 and they've booked 20 appointments. And out of that $200, they've locked in two listings. Like we've seen customers do that, but these, these are rock star cut. Like these are people that they're generating leads and they're on their phones, texting leads at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. They're making phone calls the following day at seven o'clock in the morning. And then if they can't reach any of those leads, they're making phone calls again at noon. They're making phone calls again at four o'clock and they're calling back through all of their leads, but it's not every agent that does that. You want to convert these leads. You want to make money. You got to work. <laughs> so, you know, and, and the ones that are winning are the ones that are working. So and we're an extra step. Like we don't want to yeah. like not answer the question with an exact number, but there really is no exact number because it depends on who you give the lead to. It's, so you it's know? not generating the lead. It's converting it. Right. Generating the lead a, a, a monkey can do. Pretty right. much anyone can generate a lead, right? There's a million yeah. people could generate, but it's, it's how you guys, it's how you convert them, which makes a lot of sense, right? Anyone, yep. Let's go back to dating analogy. Anyone could walk up to someone in a bar, but not everyone is going to get a date. Yeah. Makes sense. So you guys, lead generation is identical to dating. Um, it really is because it's the same mental thoughts that people have. And like, we just released a new product in our, in our business called conversion videos, which are there just to sell your shit. It's really interesting what we've seen over the last 60 days with it. And regardless of what type of product or service anybody is selling, every consumer has the same reservations, regardless yeah. whether you're selling a furniture or vacation or, or real estate for that matter. And what those reservations are, are, okay, one, how does it work? Like define that for me. It's one, it's a core video. Two is what are the most frequently asked questions? Three is what do other people saying about you? And then four is how the fuck much you cost? What's your pricing, right? And like we see that and... It's really interesting to see that that's a lot of what the conversion is, is just addressing the common objections that people have. What are those common objections in your guys' mind that consumers have about opting into a real estate agent that they see on Facebook? Well, I mean, I think the big one is, is this person going to blow up my phone? <laughs> Fair enough. Right? I think that's the big one. And that's where you can build some trust with somebody if you've already shown them multiple different videos and you're remarketing to this person. Because 100%. then they're seeing you they're consuming your content. They're watching your videos. They're starting to feel like they know you, right? Like I'm sure a lot of the audience, if you're watching or listening right now, like there's somebody that you listen to. There's somebody that you watch. You're consuming their content, you know, whether it's a newscaster or it's Gary Vee or whoever it is. There's somebody that you could think of that if you were to run into them, you know, at a restaurant, at a bar, whatever, like you feel like you could go have a conversation with them. 
right? And that's because you've been consuming their content. And that's the same thing that happens if we put out content for our clients. They're going to have people that start to recognize them, that start to see them. Yep. And they'll start to feel like they have a relationship, even if they don't. Folks, what we're saying is that they're not hiring you because you have a license. They're hiring you because of what you can do with it and how you practice with it. There's a major difference in that. And that's exactly what branding is. Walk me through uh, content and the type of content. Are you guys using video in a lot of the ads? And then what's the topic? What's the points? How does it work? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to depend on the client, right? And they're kind of what they're comfortable with, what they're willing to do. Some people are just get me, you know, 200 leads a month and I'm going to call these people. I'm going to email them. I'm going to text them. You know, I'm great on the phone and that's what we're going to do. Some people are like, you know, we've got to put together this crazy offer and Shane can speak more to that. You know, some crazy offer that's going to uh, really entice people to want to show up, whether it be for a phone call or an appointment or a virtual event or whatever it is. And you can go that route. And then other people, like you're really going to need to stay in front of them a long time and start to build up that relationship. How many ads are running simultaneously? And because we're, we're talking about guys is creating an ad and then retargeting, and then retargeting, then retargeting, then retargeting. And there, there's an ad sequence funnel going on in the background based upon yeah. what these people have previously saw. So without getting too much into the weeds, imagine women, if you're listening, you just clicked on a shoe ad uh, for Nordstrom's and then the shoe starts following you around the internet. That's what we're talking about. Like you see one shoe and then the next time you see that ad, you're going to see a different shoe. So the sequence, uh, what's happening behind the scenes is what we're chatting about. And that's why this is like a whole different animal because you're yeah. advancing people through different content they see of yours. So yeah. And I mean, that's the, that's the tough part, right? Cause it's, you see the shoe, but then was the shoe a heel? Was it a sneaker? What was it? And are you going to see, you'll probably see that shoe again, but you'll also start to see some other ones because they want to see which route you're going to go. Right. And based on what you interact with is where you go throughout the funnel. Now with most clients that we work with in real estate, there's really not that many ads running at once. Now there's some testing in the beginning. And obviously if we're doing a new video or a new series or testing something, there's going to be more uh, stuff running to find what's getting the engagement from their local audience. But for the most part, I don't know. What do you think, Shane? Three to five ads? Well, yeah, I, I think that, again, it really depends on the customers, right? I mean, you know, yeah. you, you've got budget is typically a big concern. So, and also, you know, being able to fill up a pipeline. So, but, you know, with clients that have an average size budget, I think that, you know, usually we can get away with sort of two primary offers. Um, so two ads, two offers, and then um, some of the remarketing content, which is basically piggybacking on top of that, those offers, right? Uh, so, you know, there's different ways to do that. Like Matt talked about earlier, basically just running a bunch of videos. So building up that audience, but warming up the audience a little and then putting up, putting the offers in front of them or just running offers and then retargeting with more um, video content. So a couple of the, like typically the way I like to do the offers we usually do like a, a selection offer. So this could be like a homes list or like, you know, a list of duplexes or a list of bungalows or li- like a specific type of list. And then we, na- we basically bring in another offer, which would be sort of an affordability offer, which could be, you know, Hey, we found a bungalow at this price. And then we put that offer in front of them, or, you know, we found a list of homes under a certain amount of money or whatever. And then we just keep putting more video content in front of that to continue to warm up that audience. Audience. you know, so I would say like two primary offers and then maybe, you know, one or two videos that we were constantly rotating um, every week or every two weeks or so. And are you mixing the videos in with like good, like content content? 
like your say your offers are they being mixed in with educational content? Well, the videos would typically be the educational content. In itself, right? got it. Good, got it. Yeah. So you, you know you want to you want to hook somebody right, and then you want to offer some sort of solution or something that speaks to you know whatever problems a buyer might have or a seller might have. Um, and then, of course, you know, you always want to have some sort of call to action at the end, whether that's to book an appointment with you or to call your phone number or whatever it is. You always want to do that. If you notice what Shane's saying here, and this is a difference, like you're talking to an ad guy versus a, a real estate ad guy, is he's using the word offer, which is really just opt-in, opt-in, opt-in. He wants to get a lead, lead, lead. So if you guys just caught what he said, this will be an easier way if you guys haven't, if you guys aren't understanding this, let me explain it in a different way. The shoe example, someone who clicks on one shoe like Nordstrom's is just going to keep sending them shoes until they bite on one. Those are offers. So they might send them a high heel, a flat, a red, a black, an orange shoe, whatever, until they bite because they know they're already into shoes. So what, and I think this is what you guys are saying is that once you get the initial, let's just say it's a list of homes or a list of bungalows or a list of rehabs or a list of foreclosures or a list of short sales, whatever the niche is, we're already identifying what they're interested in. And as soon as someone interacts with that first ad, that sets up who we want to go after. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's compare this to football since it's football season. Let's compare it to the play action. Why the hell do we have, why do they set up the run, 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 run before the pass? It's very similar. Is because you got to set it up, right? Is that a fair analogy? Yeah. I hope. <laughs> I hope I'm not up to date on sports. <laughs> so, of course not. You're a Facebook guy, right? But no, it's like um, if play action is like you got a fake handoff, fake handoff, fake handoff, just to set up the pass, and they'll hand it off like five times before they actually pass it, just to get the defense to bite in. Similar mm -hmm. to like we have to, um, you know, you got to cast a wide net, see what they bite on, and then you set yourself up for the next ad. Makes a lot of sense. Back to a uh, special ads category. It's frustrating a lot of people. You mentioned that you have a way around it. What is that? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the quick ways that I get around it is basically I get them disapproved. And this is not going to be for uh, a real estate agent, right? If a real estate agent is getting their ads disapproved, we need to like dive into that because they might be doing something that's against Facebook's terms. But for somebody like yourself, who you're trying to market to uh, real estate agents, right? And you keep getting disapproved, but like you have nothing to do with housing. No. Your target market works in housing, but you don't, right? right? So in that situation, what I do is I end up getting them disapproved, go to the account quality page, resubmit them, get them disapproved. And then after the second disapproval, I can get a manual review if I reach out to Facebook directly in their chat. Two approval denials, two yep. disapprovals, then go for a manual review. And then they're like, okay, you're right. Yep, exactly. So let me try that out. It's a pain. It's a pain. It takes us a lot longer to get our ads up, but... Yeah we can get them up that way. And when you guys are just hitting a general area, obviously you're starting in the States, at least you're starting with a special ads category. Yeah. Yep. All right. Any other things, best practices? Here's a question I know everyone's going to have. How much budget do I need to intelligently spend? Like if I really want to think, make things work, like how much money do I need to spend? Say I'm in a middle-sized market. Say I'm in a market with a minimum of 250,000, 500,000 people within it. Um, what's a good budget? The budget is equally as important. Here's what you guys got to realize about, under, about advertising. As long as there's an ROI, there's not a cost. Once you understand what your customer acquisition cost is, that's what drives everything. Then you scale it up. Like It's a good thing to spend $10,000 a month on Facebook ads. That means you're making Absolutely. 30, right? So you have to get out of the mindset of everything of being a cost and start looking as the mindset of everything being an investment 
and attach to an ROI because that's what a business person does. Quit being a damn salesperson chasing a check and start analyzing decisions from the top down so that you could actually run your damn business and stop complaining why you don't have any. Yeah, but I think I think what everybody should anybody that's any real estate agent that's going to get into you know spending money on Facebook, I think every all of them need to sit down and really work through the numbers, do the math, right? Figure out okay, you know what average cost per lead is five dollars a lead, right? Um, let's just use that as an average. The average conversion is typically about one percent, maybe one point five percent, right? Do the math on that. That allows you to figure out your cost of acquisition, figure out what you're willing to put into it, and that's going to give you you know, how many deals you can expect to close, right? And I think if you do the math, you're going to start realizing this like, whoa, like on 500 bucks, I can make 8,000, right? Like based on sort of averages, right? And conservative averages as well. We've seen clients close as high as 6% on their Facebook ads. Like that's <laughs> making, you're making some real money there, right? So that means if I can make $6,000 on $500 in ad spend, why would I not be investing $1,000 a month? Why not two? You're running a business here, right? right? You need to spend money on marketing. If you do the math, you're going to start realizing that, like you said, there's an ROI. So why would you not try and spend as much as possible and capture as... It's not going to be like this forever. At some point down the road, your leads are going to cost $50 a lead yeah. on Facebook. At some point, they're going to run out of room. At some point, the Coca-Colas of the world, they're going to come spend all the money on Facebook. There's not going to be any room for agents anymore on Facebook. Makes sense. Makes sense. At least I think so. <laughs> well, I would say, yeah, getting started, like if you can get into $10 a day just to get started, start building your pipeline, start working these leads, start learning how to convert an online lead because it's very different from a lot of the different lead sources, right? Like somebody calls you up because you sent out a postcard, like that's a pretty warm lead that you're going to be dealing with at that point, right? Chances are they're going to call a few different people and have you come out and interview or something like that. Facebook is, is way different. You know, it's not as far cold as a cold call, but it's, it's not as warm as an inbound lead, even if it is technically an inbound lead. It's not as warm as somebody calling your phone number from a sign or from a postcard or something like that. Yeah. So if you can start spending $10 a day, do it, right? And you should be seeing your lead cost $5 or less unless you're in a market where your average price point's over half a million. But I mean, that's 60 leads a month. So it's something to get you started and then go you know, research, figure out how do I convert these leads? How do I get better on the phone? How do I mirror and match? And how do I work my tonality and my pacing, and my speed and like understanding people on the phone so that you can really start to convert the leads? Because that's a, that's a whole other part of it that, I mean, would take forever to get into, but it's yeah. super, super important. There's a reason why, um, there's a, we'll end with this, but there's a, I mean, just some of the agents used to work for me. Like it just, the ones who were always really good at lead conversion were the ones who were the biggest flirts. They're conversationalists, they're extroverts. They're just people who just don't talk, don't not talk. Like they're conversationalists. So like they would talk about their dogs for 10 minutes before they started talking about real estate and they knew how to create a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's a skill in itself. And I agree with that. I think regardless of what type of ads you're running, you could spend 10 million bucks, but if you can't talk to a stranger on the phone, it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, no one's going to hire you. Good show guys. Why don't you go ahead and any final thoughts you want to add in here before we uh, give you the mic to go ahead and let people know how to reach you? Well, you know, I think something else too, that a lot of people forget tying your offline marketing with your online marketing, you know, and I see a lot of agents that don't do this, right? They you know, see them all over the place, bus stops everywhere. And it's like, where do we find you? <laughs> and, and the thing is, if you can drive that, that 
offline traffic back to online and start tagging them, then you can start remarketing to all these people, right? We've got a real estate agent here in our neighborhood and they do a really, really good job at this where it's like, they basically do postcards nonstop every single, well, actually they're door hangers, but every week they got door hangers. And the only thing on there is their website to figure out how much is your home worth. That's it. That's the only call to action. And so as soon as you hit that website, it tags you. And guess what I'm going to get next? I'm going to start getting ads on Facebook. And I start getting ads on Google. Yes. And I feel I, there's a lot of, there are a lot of other things that you can do in your marketing that are not just about, you know, spending money on Facebook. You can tie in your offline marketing, organic Instagram, organic Facebook, and just build up audiences with that. And then start, you know, remarketing to those audiences through paid advertising. Yeah. And I would add, get started today. It's probably not going to ever be cheaper than it is right now, or maybe than it is in January. (laughs) Say right now we're in Q4 with an election coming up. Ads are not at their cheapest. But either way, get started as soon as you can, because the costs are only going to go up. Yep. I agree. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Why don't you guys go ahead and uh, let everybody know where they can find you at? Absolutely. Well, easiest way to find myself and Matt is on Facebook, um, just through our personal profiles. That's an easy way to find us. So, you know, Shane Hillier and Matt Kramer, we also got a Facebook group. Um, it's a free group, uh, close to 14,000 members, very, very engaged group. Um, and where we, you know, we, we just share like all the strategies that work that are working. We do a free show every single week. So you can find us at the real estate marketing conversion mastery Facebook group or facebook.com slash groups slash R-E-M-C-M. Anywhere else, Matt? Yeah. And if you want to learn more about the Academy where we teach you know marketers and whatnot how to do this, and sometimes agents or agents who have a, a team and they want a marketing person on their team, uh, you can go to go.remcacademy.com. Cool. Appreciate you guys. And appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, if you want us to create your video content, I'll script, edit, and distribute. Maybe you need some videos for conversion videos like to give guys like these so they can actually do your job and create you a lot more leads. Well, we'll put together, we'll script, we'll edit, and we'll give it to these guys and then they can make you a bunch of leads and maybe get that opt-in rate a little bit higher with our kick-ass content. So if you visit my site, he's right. You will be retargeted until you call me. Um, And if not, it's just going to happen. So we're either going to talk or I'm going to annoy you. But one way or the other, we will do business. And that's what retargeting is. Because guess what, folks? People give into the one they see the most and that's it, period. Social media is not a better way to get out in front of there, especially when everyone was glued to their damn computers for the last six months. We were increasing our ad spend, not decreasing it. And it worked. Attention is the name of the game, folks. If you would like more information on how that all works, visit our website at realestatemarketingdude.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to the channel if you like the content you heard here today. Appreciate you guys. See you guys next week on another episode and we will see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.